Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group. Roundtable partner and sponsor, Tabak Law Firm LLC, is with us. Today is Saturday, October 16th, 2021. And October is National Breast Cancer and Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Uh, our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne, National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. And our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega, Scouts Honor Productions. And also, don't forget, please join America's Heroes Group now on our global live streaming on Facebook. It's a radio talk show on Facebook. Like, like us and share so others will become connected to information and resources. And you can also listen to America's Heroes Group on the iHeart Radio app. Just search America's Heroes Group and watch us on digital TV streaming on Roku, Amazon Fire TV, and Apple TV through our partner, Zondra's TV Networks. That's Zondra, Z-O-N-D-R-A, on the Roku app. And we have a great guest here today, Monica Arlen Carras. She's a veterans benefits attorney with Tayback Law Firm based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, with offices located across the United States. We're going to be talking about secondary service connected disabilities. So that is a mouthful. And from what I want to kind of give you a basic background of what that means for people that are not veterans. There are basically diseases or disabilities that, that did not start while in military service, but perhaps could be activated or become an issue once you leave military service. So you might have a disability or a disease that actually might have been caused by your service but didn't manifest itself while you're in service. Now, Monica, are you there with us today? I am. I am. Good afternoon. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about secondary service-connected disabilities today. Um, so a secondary service-connected disability is something that happens when you already have a service-connected disability um, and then something else comes because of the original disability. So this could be something that you're treating a disability with medication and the medication is having side effects um, and those side effects can be considered a secondary disability. Um, There is just a whole list of things that happen sometimes when we have service-connected disabilities uh, that that just happened as a result of the actual disability. One of the things I see very often is people who have a leg injury, whether it be a knee or an ankle or a hip. And for years and years, you've been kind of nursing that side by putting more pressure on the other side of the the body, on the good leg, if you will. And eventually you damage joints or muscles on your good extremity And sometimes you end up with an altered gait. Sometimes it's just pain. Sometimes it's flexion. But that disability that is now a result of the first disability is considered a disability that can be secondarily service-connected. It sounds it sounds really complicated. (laughs) It's really it's really not. It's not as bad as it sounds. So think of it in the realm of wear and tear Mm -hmm. on your body, if you will. Um, you did something to your back, um, and now you've got compressed 
cysts or however the disease has progressed over the year from the years from the original service-connected disability, you can end up with some things like radiculopathy, sciatica, anything. Think about your nerves, you know, that, that could be affected by your back. And those disabilities are then secondary to the original disability. And let's just say you file for that disability. Oftentimes, VA is going to look at it and say, no, that didn't happen in service. And that's typically when you need someone to help you, whether it be a law firm um, or a veteran service organization. At that point, someone should be helping you, guiding you through this process. Because if you just put the claim in, they say, no, there's not a service connection. You have to prove to them how this came to be. So does that make it any more clear? Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> but at the same time, it seems like the question I would have is, is, is okay, so just like you kind of touched on it. So if you have, you have an issue because of something else that happened to you, how do you prove or how hard is it to prove that one thing is connected to the other? Um, some things are easier than others. Some things we see all the time. Um, one of the things that we're seeing probably in the past year and a half or so um, is sleep apnea secondary to PTSD. That's something that VA was not acknowledging for a very long time, and now they're coming around to it. So that's something they see rather often, and they kind of have a process in place now. So if you file for sleep apnea secondary to PTSD or a mental health issue, um, they will typically do what's known as a compensation and pension examination. And what that is, is it's an exam that the VA orders for you and you go and see this outside medical provider and they um, will do a medical opinion on you and they will determine, and the magic words are least likely as not, is at least as likely as not that the secondary condition is triggered or caused by the service-connected disability. So that's what this outside comp and pen examiner is going to do. Now, you got a 50-50 chance with those, the VA contractors. Um, so someone like me, I can hire an outside expert for you. I can um, do the legal and the medical research. Um, you know, all I need to do sometimes is find articles or what's known as treatises that say, Yes, this happens. If this happens, this oftentimes follows. And so I can either refute the comp and pen, or maybe we don't need a comp and pen at all. I just put those articles in and show that this happens very often. And um, that's how you get the service-connected um, secondary disability. That being said, like everything else in the VA process, it's a hurry up and wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put your claim in, get denied go through the motions, uh, it may take you a little bit. How long does it normally take to go through the whole process? Oh, it's hard to say. Okay. It is so hard to say. So one of the things VA did under the Trump administration was they put in line a new way of reviewing claims. And while at the end of the day that should make claims go more quickly, um, they are still trying to staff adequately for that new claims process. And in addition to that, we still have claims that are hanging out in the old claims process, so previous to February 2019. So it's a little bit of a mess right now. If you have a claim that's very clear, um, it may get resolved rather quickly. If it's something that's more complicated, it could take some time. The one thing that I can really encourage people to do, especially our our younger um, service members, is 
if you're getting out of the service and you know something happened, obviously make sure your exit exam reflects that. But additionally, if you file for that claim within the first year of leaving service, that really ups your possibility of getting it approved and getting it approved quickly. So for our younger people, if you're getting out, put your claim in within the first year of exiting service. That's the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it's really important to speak up and also be heard. If something, if you have any doubt in your mind, something might be wrong with you physically, psychologically, you speak up, don't be silent about it, say something, get help if you can't Absolutely. do the paperwork and that's so you can have a better chance of being, tr- being treated. Now, so I've read some things about this. And what I, is it true that amputations are, are, are involved with these types of claims a lot oftentimes or they lead to other problems? Absolutely. You can have diabetes that's service-connected and end up with an amputation, and then you can get service-connected for that amputation. Or if you have, um, sometimes we have some older service members that have, and, and, and younger ones too, but I see them in more of the Vietnam era that have, kind of a gangrene-type situation that never really gets better, um, and then they end up with amputations. Um, those things can be secondarily service-connected as well. And then what you start to look at, then you kind of have made a bigger mess, but you also are possibly um, able to get more benefits. So let's say you do end up with an amputation, um, and now you can't work. You can't do anything. If you're, your whole training in life was to be someone who was on their feet, perhaps like a mechanic. And now really the only option that you have, if you still have your wherewithal, is to retrain yourself to do something. Um, then we're looking at something called um, total disability for individual unemployability. Um, so the claims can get bigger and bigger as more things are attached. Mm-hmm. And how can uh, veterans get a hold of you? What's your Give us your information as far as your website and also any, any contact numbers you can give us so that way if they need help, they know where to go. Yeah, for sure. So, again, my name is Monica Ireland-Karras. My number is 414-375-1735, 414-375-1735. Our website is Tayback. T-A-B-A-K attorneys.com. Um, we also have a Facebook page that you can find us on. Um, so yeah, please, please seek us out. We're happy to help. This is our passion. Um, we're passionate about helping veterans and getting their claims recognized. We have an entire team um, dedicated to this. Um, many of them, them are veterans themselves. Um, some of them, like me, just come from military families and feel very um, impassioned about this. So, again, that number is 414-375-1735. And what are some of the ways, say a veteran comes to you and needs help, um, what are some of the things that they can do to prepare to have the right, the right documentation, maybe the right notes? What are some of the things they need to do to become prepared so they can have a better shot of getting approved for these types of treatments and things? Um, so one of the things that you touched on earlier, and this is kind of pre-getting um, out of the military, you know, obviously, if you're sick in the military, make sure you're getting treatment within there. The best way for me to fight your claim is if there are service treatment records that exist in service of an actual injury, illness, or accident. Um, and the same goes for your OMPS and your DD-214. Make sure those things are correct. Um, 
the other thing, so as you're, you know, out of service, perhaps you're you're finding years later that something is wrong with you that you know is service connected. Um, obviously, good medical records are very important. Um, we do things such as lay statements and buddy statements. Lay statements is just a statement that you put out there that's basically your testimony of what's going on and how you believe it began. Um, it's also very, very helpful to do buddy statements. Buddy statements can be people you served with that can talk about an incident or remembering an injury or anything like that. But the other thing about buddy statements is they can be family members. And the best buddy statements from family members are someone that you knew before service, during service, and after service. So if you've been married since prior to service, if your parents are still alive, uh, your siblings, and they can say you were one way when you went in and you came out another way. Um, those are the best types of um, buddy statements or, or lay testimony that we can put in for you. Um, one of the other things that I really encourage people to do, and not in just this area of law, and many, if you feel like something's going on and you think you're going to make a claim and maybe you don't think you're going to get to it, um, start a journal. Write down every day that you can't sleep or you can't get out of bed or that you're having pain and just keep a journal of those things. Um, that's known as contemporaneous evidence. So evidence that you wrote down at the time that it was happening and contemporaneous evidence is so much better than you trying to sit down one night and just write down everything you remember. Um, so those types of things are very, very helpful. Um, I encourage people if they are being treated at VA to speak to the social workers within their individual clinics that can also kind of help provide support and put them in the right direction. Um, social workers are very helpful when it comes to things for some of our older veterans or very disabled veterans that need things such as aided attendance and homebound, which are stipends you can get from the VA if you need someone to take care of you or you can't leave your home. The social workers are very, very helpful in that respect. So I encourage you to talk to the social workers if you're treating at VA. If you're not treating at VA and you have private treatment, make sure you keep track of everywhere you went. When you file your claim, you're going to fill out a form that tells the VA everywhere that you went. And the VA has something in this realm that's known as a duty to assist. The VA has to assist you in developing your claim to a certain extent. Okay. But explain, when you explain, provide go into that a little de- more detail. You said they have to help you or assist you in some way, but, but there's, there's limits to that, or how does that work? Well, it's the VA, right? Mm-hmm. So they're only going to try so hard. Um, so if you have come to them and you've said, uh, look, I'm sick now. I can point to exactly when this happened in service. I need you to help me service connect this. When you are putting in a service-connected disability, there are three things you have to prove. You have to prove that you're sick right now, that something happened in service, and that there's what's known as a medical nexus between those two things. So there is a link between what happened in service and now. So they have a duty to assist you in that claim and to help you develop that link. If you come to them with enough evidence that it seems pretty probable that this could be service-connected, they will do one of those comp and pine exams for you, and they will make an opinion as to whether your individual disability is least as likely as not connected to your service. 
that's the magic phrase that they have to say in those comp and pun exams. So that comp and pun exam is part of their duty to assist you in developing your claim. The other things are getting medical records, getting VA records, getting your um, military personnel file, getting your DD-214 or 215, um, getting your entrance and exit exams and your service treatment records. Those are all things they need to develop. But they can only go so far. Um, if your service treatment records don't exist, at some point they will send you a letter and say, they don't exist. Hmm. What do you have? What can you show? Um, and unfortunately, that happens more than I would like to admit that they lose your service treatment records or they don't exist. Um, so you have to really be an advocate for yourself. If you're in service, be the guy that's the pain in the butt or the lady that's the pain in the butt. And every time you leave a doctor's office, say, I want a copy of that. Because mm -hmm. you can protect yourself if you have your own copies of things. Um, because things disappear. They disappear very often, unfortunately. And we have to do things um, like go to the National Archives to try and find your records. And sometimes they just don't exist. I think you touched so, on something really, really important. And I would emphasize that a lot is the fact that, A, keeping a journal, and then, B, making sure that you always get a copy of your records every single time you see a doctor, even while you're in service. Because once, like you mentioned before, and it's happened to me, documents disappear over time. And back in, I mean, back in the late 90s when I, when I joined the service, we were still using typewriters when the Internet was, was, was alive and well. We were, we're still typing up documents in triplicate form. So it's very easy for a file, for a carbon copy form to disappear over 20, 30 years. So get your records. Well, and keep in mind, those carbon copy documents, if I have the third carbon of that scanned into your file, I probably can't read it, and mm -hmm. neither can anyone else. So that's another really good point is to, you know, make sure you have those things. Um, because between the carbon copies the scanning and doctor's handwriting, things can get pretty sketchy pretty quick in your service treatment records. Um, so, yeah, agreed. Yeah, and how, what about compensation? So what types of compensation can a person get? So beyond this regular treatment, say a person needs a caregiver or say they need um, a, a ramp or something like that. What types of, what, where's the extent of the, of the benefits that a person can receive outside of just physical help or just medical attention? Um, so... I don't actually provide a whole lot of help in that realm. I'm more of a compensation person, but I can tell you um, if you are service connected and you do talk to the VA, they will help you with those things. They will help you with things like ramps. They will help you. They can, depending on how much of a service connection you have and what your individual state will do, because, um, you know, like the Wisconsin Department of Veterans Affairs also offers benefits in Wisconsin. And I would imagine in Illinois, you have your own set of things that the State Department of Veteran Affairs also helps with. But they can do things like send physical therapists to your home, occupational therapists to your home. They can come in and take a look at your home and help you make it more handicap accessible. Um, so there are numerous things that, um, and, and in that respect, I would encourage people to speak to those social workers. Those social workers are key in getting that type of care. And I can tell you personally that that makes all the difference in the world with an aging veteran or a sick veteran. I've personally had to go through that. And um, 
you know, as much as I fight and fight and fight with the VA all day, I can tell you they were nothing short of wonderful in that situation. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Now, what about monetary compensation? Is that something that you handle or is that something out of the question? Or so, Yeah, that's what I do. I try and get you um, a monthly service-connected disability check. That's my goal for you. So that can range anywhere from 0% to 100% to 100% plus some special monthly compensation. Um, It can range from getting a check for $170 a month to $3,500 a month, just depending on how injured you are and how much of a service connection you have. Um, The other thing to remember is oftentimes people will get 0% service connected for something, and that will be very discouraging to them because you don't get a monthly stipend for that. But the thing to keep in mind is if you have a 0% rating, the VA is acknowledging that you have a service-connected disability. So if that service-connected disability gets worse over time, you have a chance, a much better chance than if you were starting from square one to get um, monthly compensation for that. So one I see very often is people who get a 0% rating for bilateral hearing loss, and then it'll get worse over time. Mm. So... I appreciate your time with us, Monica. You gave us a lot of information, and also you helped us out a lot as far as understanding the process of what to do. One more time, give us your website and also your number so we can get a hold of you if we need you for these types of services. Sure, absolutely. Again, we're Tayback Law, 414-375-1735, and we're at TaybackAttorneys.com, T-A-B-A-K Attorneys.com. We appreciate you. Thanks a lot for joining us. And also, we'll be right back. America's Heroes Group. Hi, I'm Cliff Kelly, Vietnam veteran and host of America's Heroes Group, the game changer in radio, print, and digital media programming. We are a roundtable talk show where information, resources, and referrals are provided intentionally every Saturday to empower our military population on WVON 1690 AM, the iHeart Radio app from 4 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Please visit our website at www.americashd.org. Hi, this is Cliff Kelly, the host of America's Heroes Group. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident or the result of malpractice, you have only one chance to get the compensation you deserve. You need a law firm you can trust with experience and resources who will fight on your behalf. With a proven track record of excellence both in and out of the courtroom, call Seidman, Margulis, and Fairman at 312 312- 781-1977 for a free consultation or visit SeidmanLaw.net. That's Seidman, S-E-I-D-M-A-N, Law.net. Hey, Cliff, where can a veteran business owner go on the south side of Chicago for breakfast, lunch, and dinner meetings? I'm a veteran, and that's an easy answer. Pearl's Place on 39th and Michigan. Pearl's Place has free parking available across the street reasonably priced, quality food that tastes delicious. Veteran owners, there's no place like Pearl's Place. Governor of Talk Radio, your executive producer wants to know, where can I go for delicious shrimp? Any suggestions? Absolutely. The one and only veteran business owner, Harris Gulf Shrimp, at 7448 Vincennes. I personally eat there. 
The price and shrimp are nothing other than fantastic. Thank you, the one and only Governor of Talk Radio. Market, advertise, and sponsor your business with Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly and America's Heroes Group, where information and resources are intentionally disseminated via radio, print, and social media. Call our office for more details at 312-803-2618. Tayback Law is proud to sponsor and partner with Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly and America's Heroes Group. I'm attorney Monica Ireland Karras of Tayback Law. If you're a veteran and you have been wrongfully denied your VA benefits or you feel your condition was not properly evaluated by the VA, visit TaybackAttorneys.com. At Tayback Law, we fight for those who fought for us. 414-375-1735. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.